Hey everybody, how's it going? This is the High Hopes Initiative Podcast, episode number three. All right, guys. Hey, on episode three today, we're going to be talking about something that hopefully is not affecting you guys, but I'm sure you've heard of, and that is toxic workplace or toxic workplace environment. And really, as leaders, we should be looking at what we can do to eliminate these things, but we're not going to discuss what to do about them in this episode. That'll be in another episode a little bit uh, later down the road. But today, we're going to be going over the process of just identifying them and identifying a toxic work environment and how do I really how to identify it and then things that we can do about it if we are if we find ourselves in the environment as an employee that is in one So uh, for the most of this podcast, we're going to be camping out on an article that I found online. It was on topresume.com, titled Signs You're in a Toxic Work Environment, How to Handle It, and written by Lisa Tynan. So Lisa defines a toxic workplace environment, and I really agree with the definition. Uh, Toxic workplace can be defined as any job where the work, the atmosphere, the people, or a combination of these things cause serious disruptions in the rest of your life. So it really takes what's going on in your work life and what you do from nine to five or whatever occupation you're in, and it affects the rest of your life and just makes you like a miserable person, a sad, depressed person. And so kind of some of the things to look for to see if you're in a toxic work environment, if you're not sure, but I mean, I've been in a couple before and it's pretty clear of what I'm in, but a couple signs to look at on more of the micro level, or you're not sleeping at night, you're restless, you just really, you, you can't get comfortable when you lay in a bed at night, there's there's just a whole bunch of things going through your head at all times, uh, or maybe it's you're not eating, you have a hard time, you're so stressed out that you don't have an appetite, or maybe you're eating too much, maybe you're so stressed that you're just killing a Ben and Jerry's quart of ice cream at night every night. Or another feeling, and uh, I don't think this was specifically mentioned in the article, but just from personal experience, just the feeling of like not being safe. You know, maybe you're always on edge and you have that feeling like someone's always going to jump out to get you about something. Maybe not like physically going to jump out and, and mug you or rob you or cause physical harm to you, but you're just, you know, maybe walking on eggshell, eggshells and you just, you know, you're just waiting for that next thing to go wrong, that next personal attack to come your way because that's just what you're used to at work. So you just come to accept that and expect that in your life. So really uh, just terrible feeling. So those are three like micro level things and you know, they're all terrible. Who wants to live that way? Terrible. I mean, geez, there there's, I've been fortunate enough to have some outstanding leaders out there, but I've also had some terrible leaders. And, you know, I've learned a lot from the outstanding leaders and I've learned a lot from the terrible leaders, what not to do specifically from the terrible leaders. And a little bit later, we'll get into a personal example for me and just what one of those terrible toxic leaders was and and everything that went along with that. So, so not sleeping slash being restless, not eating or eating too much and just having that feeling of being on edge or walking on eggshells are are the three micro level things that you can look at yourself and you know see if you're exhibiting any of those 
to see if you're maybe in a toxic work environment. Um, so we're going to take a step back now and look at it from an employer, an employer's perspective, or we talked about the macro or the micro, we're going to call this the macro perspective now. So if you're maybe an HR or if you're even an employee trying to, you're just noticing things, you, maybe you think that you're in a toxic work environment, but you're not, the first three at the micro level don't specifically apply to you, but you think that you might be in a toxic work environment. Some of these indicators might be another sign that you are in one. So the first one, and I think all three of these were mentioned in the article, but employee sickness. So a toxic workplace is often going to lead to employees getting burned out. So they're going to get tired. And when you're tired all the time and you're stressed all the time, you know, you just get sick more often. At least I've noticed that in my life. Your body is just so worn out. It has a hard time fighting off illnesses and sicknesses or the flu. So if you see a big rise of employee sickness, people calling in sick, or people are coming to work and, and you know, sick as a dog, it's a good sign you might have a toxic work environment. Or if you don't have one, people just might be having the flu and are spreading it around the office. So nonetheless, it might be a sign of a toxic workplace environment. Uh, the second example of something on the more macro level you can look for is narcissistic leadership. So your higher-ups, your bosses, supervisors demand that you always agree with them, tell them that they're right, and that they're above the rules. So they expect you to be perfect. They're setting rules. They're setting really high expectations, but nobody's holding them to the standard because maybe they are the top person in the company or at your site in which you work. So there's really nobody there to hold them to those standards. But if they are setting a terrible example of preaching one thing and doing another, you might be in a um, toxic workplace environment. And geez, I, <laughs> I just had like a Jeff Foxworthy moment. Like if, uh, forgive my impression here, but if your higher ups demand you always agree with them, you might be in a toxic workplace. All right, sorry. I'll never do that again. I promise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so your, your leadership setting high expectations, expecting you to walk the walk and, and they're not doing it themselves. So, or they're just really into themselves. And if you agree with them or disagree with them, even like professionally and, you know, giving honest feedback and they just kind of tear into you for having any sort of disagreement, thinking like, how dare you disagree with me? I am the boss. Probably in a toxic workplace. Another example from the article is little to no enthusiasm. So, if you're looking around the office at your coworkers, your peers, like is anybody smiling or people just giving off that vibe of being miserable? I, I know exactly what that looks like, you know, from prior experience. Are our conversations positive or upbeat or are they just negative and people are maybe people are not talking? Yeah, I mean maybe nobody's talking because they're just, you know, in their own tunnel vision, working as hard as they can because they're they're focusing on the one thing they can because they're scared that they're just gonna get get yelled at or the hammer is going to get laid down on them if they wander outside of that. So um, if people don't seem pumped to come to work, I mean, there's always people that are just miserable all the time. But if like the whole vibe of the office is not enthusiastic and miserable, there might be some toxic leadership there. Another point is kind of goes along with the other ones, but high turnover are people getting fired, quitting? Are new people coming in and leaving shortly after? 
all the time. People have morale issues. They're going to leave if it's, you know, a, a trend that they're seeing at work. So if you notice people getting the heck out of your job and then just their company bringing on, you know, a couple poor more saps to endure the same thing, that's a pretty good sign that there's toxic leadership. Anytime that there is high turnover, I would say of all of these um, topics we're talking about for like the macro level, high turnover is usually the most telltale sign of toxic leadership because people just want to get the heck out and then people are interviewing for the positions and the leadership's telling you, know, hey, we're so great, we're so great, you're going to love it here, da-da-da-da-da. And then you get there and you're miserable. And that, that's exactly what happened to me. And I think we have one more point and then I'll go into my personal story. But high turnover, usually one of the easiest, clearest, most telltale signs that you are in a toxic work environment. And then the fourth one here, around the office, are there clicks and, and rumors and gossip? Is everyone out for themselves? Um, you know, there's no really team essence or friendships among employees, a lot of infighting and paranoia. People just don't want to work as part of a team because... I mean, they're so so focused and really so scared for themselves, their own job, that they know that they can control at least one person in that company, and that's them. So I think, like I mentioned before, they just get the tunnel vision, narrow focus, worry about themselves and only themselves. And when that happens, a company is pretty much doomed to fail because most companies, probably not all of them, but most companies rely on some sort of teamwork and some sort of team cohesion to succeed. So if everybody's out for themselves, uh, the company's not going to do well. And kind of going into this one, uh, one of you guys out there, uh, through I met through uh, one of the social media enterprises out there, shared a story where uh, this person worked at a job where uh, there was, for lack of a better term, like a good old boys club. And, you know, there was the people at the top, the, uh, supervisors, leaders were very, very tight-knit with each other and close, and they wanted to do things their way and their way only. And uh, as new people came in or or people promoted and then had to work more or less directly for them, uh, these people would show you know, support to the person's face. And then as soon as this person left or other people left, happened to a lot of people, uh, the good old boys would then talk and bicker and, and trash talk about the people that they, about their subordinates that they just talked to. So uh, just an example of a click there and clicks don't always have to be your bosses. I mean, they could be peers. They could be a group of people in the same position as you, maybe work down the hall or in a different department. And they're just very too tight knit, uh, too much of a tight knit group that they don't let other people, other ideas come in there. And if you try, they may seem really nice to your face. And then as soon as you leave, they start talking trash and, you know, you just start rumors about you. All this. It's really high school stuff. We all left high school, or if you're still in high school and listening to this, do you want to be a part of that? I don't. Either confront the people or just get the heck out of the company if the, if the environment is that toxic. Just don't have time, don't have time in my day to, to worry and deal with that stuff. So those were the reasons at the uh, macro level. So we went over the micro, the macro, and this going into a personal story here, um, this story was like a, an extreme horror, toxic story, or extreme horror story about toxic leadership in a toxic work environment. So like, I'm not, not going to use anybody's names here, um, but just kind of going over what I went through. And this is, this is like probably one of the worst examples I can think of. I hope none of you ever have to go through something like this in your lives, but 
I can tell you I learned a heck of a lot from being in this sort of a terrible, terrible environment. Uh, so let's dig into it. So um, this place I worked at uh, was a salaried employee. So, you know, if you're salaried, you're not really stuck to working the 40 hours a week, which I'm fine at. You know, I, I love working and if I have to work more than 40 hours, that's great, whatever. But at this place, we were working six to seven days per week, each day, 12 hours or more. So the shift that I was assigned was 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So like dinner time up to breakfast, um, my wife was still in the army at the time. We had, I think we just had our second child and uh, she was working a lot. I was working a lot. We never saw each other. So, I mean, when I interviewed for this company, they told me, you know, yeah, nine, nine to five or eight hours, you know, super low stress. And I just doing the interview and walking around and just seeing the looks on people's faces and how miserable they were, that should have been a sign. And I, I think I was not as like emotionally intelligent or in tune with that stuff at that time in my life to realize it. But, but looking back on it, there were a lot of signs that should have been a red flag and I shouldn't have accepted a position with the company. But like I said, taught me a lot. Don't have any regrets. So just working those hours and those days, my home life was terrible. I was, it was extremely, extremely hard for me to sleep. I was always on edge. I was anxious, you know, anxious about everything, anxious about waking up the next day uh, to a job where I just literally repeated and repeated everything. And it was just really, it really stressed my family life and marriage to the max. So just really working all this time, not seeing my family, really not ever having days off. Remember if I had one day off, like on a Sunday, I, I was just thrilled like to have one day where I was off. It was just such an awesome feeling. And now it's like, wow, to have one day off. And, and I could have done that like for the rest of my life. Wow. That would have been freaking terrible. But so yeah, it's always on edge. And then I go to this job and then later down the road, find that my direct supervisor was having inappropriate relationships with the employees that reported under him. So that was great. You know, that, that was kind of, once I got on board, like, wow, that's, that's kind of weird. He's, he's acting very, very weird towards those, those women. Hmm. Interesting. No, it's probably nothing. But uh, yeah, as we found out, uh, that's what happened. He was very friendly towards them for a reason. Uh, so, I mean, he was like my supervisor and like, man, this is, this kind of stinks, but okay. You know, I'm just going to keep my nose to the ground, work hard, control things that are in my control. And then the, uh, the senior leader that was there at, at this place when I started was fired, I think for something along similar lines, believe it or not, again, should have been a red flag, but we got this new senior leader into our facility and, you know, everybody said that this guy was so great. Um, everything's going to get better, really going to fix us and where we are right now as an organization and ended up being absolutely worse. And I mean, this guy was just such an angry jerk. I'm talking like yelling, belittling people in private, in public, in meetings, obsessive swearing, you know, expected people to treat him like he walked on water. I mean, he was just a, a terrible, terrible person. And if we didn't just like bow down to at his every whim, I mean, he would just tear into you even more. And if you know anything about me, um, I mean, you can probably assume what happened, but for whatever reason, this, this gentleman did not like me, um, probably because he could tell that I was not a huge fan of, of working seven days a week for 12 hours each day. 
And I, I noticed very, very quickly that this guy was a lot of talk and a not not a lot of backing it up. And I'm, you know, kind of just started noticing things like this guy does not walk on water. This guy is not as good as he's telling us he is. And like another another thing that I, I, I've seen, I, I've noticed looking back and that I still hold true today, if people tell you how great they are all the time, that should be a big red flag too. I mean, because the true greatness on someone, how great someone really is, is how they act. It's what they do, not what they say. People can blow smoke up your rear end with words all day, but when it comes to putting out and acting according to those words, it's a whole different thing. So observe people's actions and take their words with a grain of salt. My uh, two-cent advice for the episode. But uh, just to go back to this clown, uh, like when our team wasn't meeting our targets, it was really because there was no system in place. We really didn't have any guidance whatsoever. We were just trying to figure stuff out on the go. There were no, no systems whatsoever. We were, and he would just lose his mind on us. I mean, we're like, dude, please help us. Like we don't want to get yelled at every day. Please help us. And he really wouldn't do anything about it. He didn't put any systems in place. So like, well, if you're so great, man, like why, why aren't you helping us? Cause you're like the senior leader here where we need your help. I think that's why you're put in this position to help us, to help us become a better facility. Uh, but nope, didn't really do that. And, you know, at first I was kind of scared of this guy. Uh, but then as I got to know him and I got to see through his, his BS, I, I'm like, you know, this guy's a jerk. And I don't think he's going anywhere because he's the senior dude here. So I need to start looking for jobs elsewhere. And that's really, I didn't see the place changing. So I just got to get the heck out of here. And I will never, as long as I live, and I share this with you guys, I will never, ever forget this conversation that he had with me. I think I was working like on a Saturday at God knows what time because we just worked all the time. And he cornered me in in the building and no one was around. And I think he he did that intentionally. And this is what he said to me. So <laughs> he said, I've looked at... Roughly, this is what he said to me. I didn't like record it when he said it, but he said, I looked up how much you make and you're making way more money than you deserve. You need to change that or else I'm going to fire you. Like who, who says that to anybody, whether they're doing an awesome job or a terrible job, like who says that to anybody? You're not worth what we are paying you. Like I never had a one-on-one conversation with this guy before that I can remember where he's like, you know, I, I see you need to focus on these areas and then you're good at these areas. So let's, you know, let's work at this. And like, you know, the first one-on-one conversation I had with the guy, that's what he says to me. And I can tell you like the, the conversation, the one way conversation he had with me saying those things was laced with profanity and personal attacks on me and my character that were unwarranted, but we're trying to keep this like a PG podcast. So I won't, uh, won't bring those words into it, but uh, what did I do? I really couldn't tell him to to screw off. Um, I, I just looked for another job. I know he wasn't going to change. And <laughs> going back to like the macro level of things, turnover. I was out of there, and shortly about a dozen people were out of there after me. Uh, so really, <laughs> like, if it's that bad, there's really not much you can do. I mean, you can bring it up to your your leadership. But as I told you, my direct supervisor had his own issues. So just had to get the heck out of there. And it's probably the best, one of the best things, one of the best career moves I've ever made. Um, so 
just some personal examples. Is, is there like a good old boys club? I think we talked about that earlier. Is there a clique or a really all include a non-inclusive group that you're not allowed to socialize with or sit with at the lunch table? Going back to like a high school example. Is there, I mean, is there something where people will seem like they're, they're friendly to you, to your face, and then they're spreading rumors around the office? Um, are the people who are buddy-buddy with, with the supervisors, the leadership, the ones that are, you know, going to have drinks, playing golf with them, are those the ones that are getting promoted? I mean, there's a difference between being friends and being friendly with someone. But, I mean, those couple of things I just rattled off, if you're experiencing any of those, you might be in a toxic work environment and you should really step back and look at things on the macro level to see if anything else is going on because you really might be in a toxic work environment. It might not be as, as bad as my example. I think mine was like one of the worst case scenarios that I hope nobody ever has to go through. But you just might be in a toxic workplace environment. Uh, so really to wrap this up, um, and, and I'll tell you what a toxic workplace is not. So we talked about what a toxic workplace is. On another episode, we're going to talk about how to, how to deal with it. But a toxic workplace is not your boss holding you accountable for your performance, holding your feet to the fire, doing what he or she needs you to do for the company, for the team to be successful. And, uh, you know, there is a difference. You being held accountable for your actions is different than a toxic workplace environment. And there's a lot of people out there who are underperforming or they're feeling lazy, taking the lazy road and... You know, they may claim toxic workplace environment, you know, saying things like it's not fun anymore. Expectations are too high. And, you know, it's not fun anymore. Guess what? It's work. Fun is not a requirement for work. It's great when you can do something that you love and you have fun day in and day out. I don't have fun every single day of my job, but I love what I do. I'm not going to claim toxic work environment because I didn't just have a, an absolute blast at work. Maybe I got chewed out about something. Guess what? That's life. Life isn't always fun. But my boss holds me to a standard. And if I don't perform at the standard, I know what I can expect to happen. And, and that's just life. So a toxic work environment is not you being held personally accountable for your performance. That's just what being adult and having a job is about. Um, so really... That's it, talking about toxic work environments. Um, like I said, we're going to have another episode about how to avoid them and what you as a leader can do about them. But I just wanted to, uh, for us to, as leaders to fix a problem, you have to first identify it and know that there's a problem going on. And I hope a couple of these points here maybe planted a seed in your head or just gave you some foresight of things to look towards to see if maybe you are or your company or you're in a toxic work environment. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you checking out the podcast. If you like what you're seeing and you want to learn more about the High Hopes Initiative, please check out my website at highhopesinitiative.com. Um, it is an awesome, awesome website. And the only reason I say that is because I watched about 10 hours of YouTube videos trying to figure out how to make a website. So please, if, if it's terrible, just please humor me and go to the website because, like I said, 10 hours of YouTube videos and then... I don't know how many hours of trying to figure out how to implement the stuff from the YouTube videos, but serious. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, I would love if you could hit me up on LinkedIn. I just have an Instagram with maybe two pictures by now trying to figure out how to incorporate that. 
But the whole purpose of this is to really start a conversation and just kind of build a, an environment of leaders where we can be comfortable around one another and really work at becoming better for ourselves so that as leaders, we can give back more to those around us. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Amelia wants to watch Captain Underpants. Why don't you say something into here, Amelia? I'll say Captain Underpants. Say, I love you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. Say, Daddy is my favorite. I love you, Daddy. Daddy is my favorite, right? Yeah. So say that. Say, Daddy is my favorite. That's my favorite. Good job.